So we were talking about coffee shop games, and then we got interrupted by my barking dog. <laughs> so um, we were talking about those games that are, like, small and portable, and you can put them in your purse and just kind of have them. And um, I can't remember which ones you mentioned, but I think you were talking about Ratatouille. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a game? <laughs> Is it? No, it's not. It's Ratatouille. <laughs> oh. Should I write it down? I don't know that one. <laughs> No, that's a Pixar movie. It's about a little rat that wants to be a chef. Okay. Rat a tat tat. Ah. <laughs> and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? Good. How are you? I am great. And we're going to do something a little bit new today, we decided. Um... When people comment or um, leave ratings or reviews uh, over on iTunes, it helps people find us, which is really great because people are are finding us. And this past week, we were rated what? Number one in K-12. K through, yeah, K through 12 education on iTunes, which is unbelievable. Amazing. So thank you so much <laughs> to everybody who's like rating and reviewing and um, even like just telling a friend. That's yes. awesome. That still counts. Um, so there, there are some things on here that are so nice. We just wanted to like thank these people. Um, there's somebody named just Panda Girl who wrote, you've got to subscribe to this. And it, this made us laugh. Why is every single episode something that is applicable? Are Kate and Kara peeking in my windows? <laughs> <laughs> we totally are. <laughs> we totally are. No, it's because it's what's happening in our houses too. <laughs> It's what homeschooling's like. Um, and she said that she loves the podcast and shared it with some homeschool mom friends. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and Katie Diane says, um, every time I listen to this podcast, I have an, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one moment. The I best. appreciate their laid back, honest conversations. And that's, that's super nice. Thank you. Um, and then this, this is really, this was like so exciting. We have a dad who listens, a homeschool dad. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to try to say this name. It's S-C-H-A-I-T-E-L. So, uh, Chatel. I don't know. Um, I'm terrible with that kind of thing. So, um, but I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, she found the podcast. She's a new homeschool mom. And so she found the podcast, but um, her techie husband was curious um, as she was getting ready to listen. And she said the amazing part was that he was even more encouraged and then they got the book Simplicity Parenting, and they're reading it together, which... I love that they're reading it together. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And it says, I check Same all the time for a new one, and I listen as soon as I can. Keep up the good work. I do feel like one of your sisters. So thank you, everyone. That thank you. That helps us so much. And um, today we have something really exciting we're doing. We talked about it, I think, in the Fall Hall episode about yes. games. Love games. Yes. And Kate is kind of like the game master. Like <laughs> you play games. Do you play games every day? At every day. Oh oh, well, I mean, unless we have like some sort of weird, crazy day, but usually every day. Wow. And have you always yeah. played games ever since your kids were teeny tiny? No, 
but I always wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so were you stockpiling? I feel like there's a very large window where they just can't. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I know we played a lot of Hi-Ho Cherio when my yes. son was like really, really little um, and Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. That was uh, that was a big thing. Actually, when um, my daughter was born, my son was three, and so during her afternoon nap, that was what we would do because That's I wanted what we used to do too. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that like there was a time of day when I was just giving him a hundred percent my attention because you know when you have a new baby, it's like you kind of always feel like you're multitasking. So that was a big thing for us. So we would have game time when she was napping. So we played a lot of those like early, early preschool games that were just, you know, you gave me a flashback to the first game that I got them playing was called, I don't even know if they make it anymore. I should look it up, but it's called Candyland Castle. Um, and it's even like a more basic Candyland. It's matching shapes and colors with these big, like plastic shape. I haven't heard of Candyland Castle. So is that for I like, totally forgot about it. Like two and three and four, like really tiny, maybe. It, or? So, so is this plastic castle? And then everyone got a game board, which was a big gingerbread man, and it was thick, so it wasn't something that they could break easily. And it had, I want to say, three spaces on it, almost like a puzzle piece, maybe four. And you would, um, I don't remember the mechanism for getting the piece out, but think of like Zingo, and then a plastic piece yeah. would come out. And then you'd see if anyone had a match on their gingerbread person. Oh, perfect. The most basic game ever. Oh, very fun. Okay. Well, that's good. So now we have a suggestion for moms with teeny, teeny, tiny people. <laughs> um, so, okay. The thing is, I love that you play games. You're always talking about all these amazing games that you find. And you've got posts up right now about like math games, science games. So you're kind of breaking it down by subject on your blog, My yes. Little Poppies, right? So... The thing is, when I, I have this moment of like homeschooler jealousy when I see it and I'm like, I wish I could do that because I have this mental block about we get a new game and I'm like, okay, before I show it to my kids, I have to figure out how to play it. And so I was going to ask you about like getting over that, but then I found out that that is actually something that like, you don't always know exactly how to play a game (laughs) before you start. Right. So... (laughs) This shows you that I'm not the true gamer that you think I am because I, it's funny because I love books and I can never remember a book title and I love games. And unless we've been playing it religiously that week, I have to refresh myself, like what, how we play and how many cards do you get? And you know, who do you determine who, who goes first? And I love you know, that how many though, rounds because do you do? even though it isn't necessarily like easy for you to just open a game and immediately remember everything, you still, you still do it. So that's really encouraging to me because I can remember when we got banana grams, I was up at like 630 in the morning pulling out everything like, okay, this can't be that complicated. It's a banana shaped bag full of tiles, (laughs) you know, like it can't be that hard. Um, And yet I was like, I have to figure it out before I show my kids. And so, I mean... Are your kids, they're, they're, they're just cool with it? They're like, all right, we're going to figure oh, it out. Oh, no. And they're, 
No, 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 no. <laughs> I always tell everybody our Instagram, you, you're seeing what it's a muted version of my life. So you're not getting the sound and it's very loud over here. So usually they're very excited to play games and they're all talking over each other one more than others. And I'm saying, hang on a second, let mom read. I got to read this. Hang on. Or you read this or you set that up or I, you know, send them to do a quick errand in the house or something and try to figure it out. Okay. Um, a lot of times we'll do one round just for practice and we'll call it like our fake round or our practice round and then we'll play. Cause I feel like sometimes, especially with a new game, you kind of have to figure it out. You need to see it. Or we pull up YouTube videos for almost any game out there. You can pull out your phone and see a tutorial of how to play something. If you're having trouble understanding the instructions, cause some instructions are better than others. Um, so we'll often watch a video too. I love that because that's what happened with, um, sushi go. We got it and we were so excited to play it. And then the instructions are a little bit limited. And mm-hmm. so we kind of tried to sort it out by doing like the open hand where like everybody is showing each other their cards and we're just trying to work it out together, which I find that helpful too, to do like yes. you said, like the fake round, no points, you know, we're just figuring it out. But then, um, we found that Will Wheaton show tabletop. Yes. And I had never seen that before. And so we watched an episode that where they played that game and that helped so much seeing somebody else play it. So, yes. um, and you said you've watched a couple episodes of that now, right? So, I've been writing about games since I started the site and, and, um, I would do a game review here and there and people liked them. So they would, this is how I got to actually lumping them by subject. Cause I figured out my reviews aren't that useful because <laughs> they're just <laughs> lost in cyberland. Um, but so I would get people saying, I hope you watch tabletop. I hope you watch tabletop. And I actually hadn't until recently cause I'm not a huge TV person, um, but it's awesome. I've been watching them on my computer on YouTube and I did actually watch the sushi go one and I love, they're funny. Yeah. 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 And it's, it really helps because sometimes as even good directions, sometimes you just, it's so much easier if you can watch it being played. Like, you know, have you ever had that experience where you go to somebody's house and they're like, Oh, I've got to show you this game that I have. And then they teach you how to play it and you get it right away. Yes. It just doesn't always work like that. And I think that's part of my block is that the directions are sort of, I don't get it. So then I'm trying to get it with kids that are eager to play and Mm -hmm. it just kind of turns into a frustrating experience. So, yes. Yeah. So I, I think it's important also, especially if you have kids, multiple ages to to tweak the directions. Cause we do that for a lot of games that will either not keep score or, um, for a lot of the, I'm thinking earlier on before my little guy could add, we would have him just count the dice. Oh and, yeah. You know, he'd be doing his own thing. He basically wouldn't be playing. So that would cause initially a dynamic of, well, is he winning? And you know, there'd be that sibling, like he's not following the rules, but let them play at their level and tweak things for them. Um, so there's a lot of games that say they're meant for older ages that we use and buy. Perfect. Work, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense to modify it for your littles. Um, the other thing is I'm finding it helpful to have like games in mind that I am always up for playing like the really easy stuff. So if somebody's like, can we play a game? 
And they pull out this thing with like 9,000 pieces and the directions are super complicated <laughs> and it's a game where run, one round takes like an hour and a half, you know? I'm like, yes. how about Connect Four? <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love it. there's certain games that I just, like I'll always play. Like Apples to Apples is just so easy. I can always pull that one, yeah. you know, we can always pull that one out and play it. Um, Blockus, do you guys have that game? Yes. I love that game. I and love so, that game. Super easy. We can even play it during dinner. Um, yeah. you and know. that's a game that a little kid can play. That you like if you don't have any strategy at all, as long as they understand that it can only touch the corner, right. they can play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's an easy one. Um, Blink is my favorite card game. I love that game. I keep it in my purse or like in my homeschool mom bag or whatever, or in the car, and if we'll like go to a coffee shop or whatever. It's so easy. It takes no setup. You just shovel the cards and go. Um, so I really like that. I one. love that. And then, um, there was another one I was thinking of too. Oh, Bananagrams, which I mentioned earlier, which, um, game. Yeah. Those are just easy. And then when you were talking about with your son counting the dice instead of when he was really little, instead of counting the numbers on there, have you, um, played shut the box? Yes. And actually one of our favorite games is based off of that. It's called countdown and it's like a four way shut the box. <gasps> really? Oh, that's awesome. Unbelievable. Oh, I, have I was to get actually that. <laughs> given it as a gift from a woman up the street who used it with her son, her, when she was homeschooling, he's much older than my kids now. Um, we have a, a two player version, the outdated, like old one, but now they have it with four. So you can either play solitaire or up to four people. Oh, and that's it's basically amazing. a shut box. Yeah. Cause it's I love so that good. game and it's so addictive that you'll find yes. your kids like playing <laughs> round after round after round. And you're kind of like, you're doing math, but <laughs> it's, it's a super addictive game. So like they don't yes. even care. They're just, you know, so yeah, that's a really fun one too. Um, and, and that ties in with history too. Cause I think that's been around forever. Yeah. My friend, yeah. my friend went to like a Boston tea party reenactment, one of those mystery dinners and they were playing shut the box there. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Oh, I want a mystery dinner in a box like that you yes. can just, <laughs> but you said there's a game that, um, oh, like party games. Yeah. Yeah, ThinkBun has two games out. They have um, two escape the room games. One is called The Mystery at Stargazer's Manor, and we did that, and it was so much fun. Um, tons of fun. You need to set aside an afternoon and get all into it and use the music and dress up and everything. And they include instructions to put everything back exactly as you found it. You can only play it with the same people one time. So that's a tricky thing, but we pass it on to a friend oh. and there's a new one that just came out and I can't think of the name, but I can link it in the show notes that we haven't played yet, but we're really excited for a day that everybody's home to play again. Cause we had a blast with it. Oh, very fun. Yeah. So they're, the, they're based on the escape the room craze where you, if people aren't familiar with it, you're, you're shut in a room and you have to unlock codes and clues in order to be able to escape basically. That sounds, that sounds super fun. So do you have to have more than your family though? Is it good to have people over to do it? It is best for a party game. Okay. We, we did it just our family, but it would be ideal for a dinner party. Oh, fun. It would be, yeah, some special occasion. Oh, I love it. Like you could have some other homeschool families over maybe. Yes. Or you know what else it could be good for would be like a co-op. 
Ooh, I'm oh, getting an idea so to bring it. Oh, I, okay. I love that. I'm going to have to try that uh, with maybe our, our co-op crew because that's um, awesome. they're such a fun group of kids that <laughs> <laughs> it would be really interesting to see what they come up with. Um, so, okay. So speaking of games like uh, with, well, I guess all games you play together. I was going to say <laughs> Speaking of games you play together. Um, all right, that's not a good segue. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about um, that we talked about cooperative games in our um, episode about when your spouse is gone a lot. Yes. And for people who don't know about cooperative games, it, I mean, essentially you're all working together and there's no winner or loser necessarily. So it's really nice, especially if you have maybe a child who's going through a little bit of like a sensitive phase or, yeah. um, you know, if, if you just want something that, you know, isn't going to create <laughs> any kind of, Attention. yeah. Yeah. Um, so we really like Max and Snowstorm and Harvest Time, which are all by the same company. I can't I think have of, to check these out because you mentioned I can't think of what they're left. called, of course. But um, like Max, for instance, is really fun because Ma you're trying to save these little animals from from Max and get them to their homes so you can distract him with little things like instead of him chasing the bird, you can give him a piece of cheese or something like that. Uh -huh. And so you're all working together to make sure that Max, this big old, you know, Tomcat doesn't get any of the little forest creatures. And instead he still gets fed though, you know? So I love that. Yeah. And we played those for a long time, kind of after the Candyland shoots and ladders, um, high Ocherio kind of phase. So maybe when the kids were like five, six, mm -hmm. you know, getting into slightly older and, um, and like snowstorm is even, I think for, um, good for like slightly older kids, like eight, nine, 10. We still enjoy that one together. And my son's 12. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that one lasts even a little bit longer, but it's good. We, for... we love the peaceable kingdom games. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch. And I think every single one of their games is cooperative. I'm pretty sure. But, um, I have a, an interesting dynamic that kind of waxes and wanes, but my oldest is ultra competitive and my daughter just wants nothing to do with it. She just wants to play for fun. And so it, for a while she would boycott games if he was playing <laughs> because he was too intense. And, uh, we got by doing more cooperative games, we kind of got through that, that part, but, um, we like, Peaceable Kingdom, and then there's a game called Obstacles by Ebu, I think okay. it's called, yeah. um, which is a really cool imaginative game for little kids where they, they're they up and moving, and they have to kind of act out this, this scene of trying to escape from these various obstacles, and they have to use their imagination for with what tools they have to overcome the obstacles. Um, and then speaking of math we were talking about before a cooperative, there's an option for a competitive, but also for cooperative games, it's called sums in space and you're just practicing addition and subtraction, but you can play the cooperative version. So you don't feel, you know, if, if you're getting used to math, you don't feel judged if you get it wrong. So you're working together to beat the, you know, the countdown for the rocket taking off. So I, I like that one too, for kids that are a little bit hesitant, maybe with math. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, um, Jamie at simple homeschool, I remember like a bunch of years ago, she had a post where she recommended some swamp. 
Yes. And we've, we've played that a lot too. I'd forgotten about that one. This is bringing up all these games. Um, yeah. Because it also, you said that, um, something you said reminded me of, I don't know if it was cranium for kids or something like that, but there's like a hullabaloo. I think it was hullabaloo. Is that the thing where you're like jumping to the different? Do a funky dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we played that for a really long time. I love time that too, game. When we the kids still play that over here. Yeah. And I like, um, <laughs> I like games where the kids can be up doing things too. Mm-hmm. That's a good like winter game, you know, about yeah, four o'clock in the afternoon day. when you're about ready to lose your mind. Cause it's like. I wish there another grown up would come home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so true. So we would pull that one out. I remember there was like a broccoli thing that you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. So cranium is super it. fun. If you're on the monkey. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a really fun game for little kids. I used to play that long before I even had kids with the girls I nannied for. It's a good one. It's been yeah. around for a while. Yeah. Um, so another thing that is like an idea that I hadn't heard of before. And then my friend was telling me about it. Um, she plays games. Like sometimes she'll set up a game on a Sunday where it's a game where you take turns and they'll keep it going like all day Sunday. And what you do is as you're doing other things, as you're, you know, picking up the house, as you're playing, as you're whatever, people just come by and take their turns. And then they'll tell the next person like, Hey, it's your turn now or whatever. And then that person will take their turn. And I love that idea because you can be doing other things and yet it's still kind it of just some a, of the pressure off. Yeah. It's kind of just a fun way of like incorporating something fun on a day that might be otherwise all about like chores around the house and you know, um, if you're busy doing stuff, like if you work from home or whatever, yeah. it's just kind of a way to kind of keep engaged with your kids. So I really liked that. I think she said she does that with Monopoly. Oh, um, that one takes forever. Yeah, it does. It's uh, yeah. That's a long game. And I'm then have to steal that idea. I really like that, especially in like winter. If you had a you know, if you have a kid's table or a, I'm thinking we never use our dining room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, um, I know she's done that before with like puzzles too, you know, she'll just set out a puzzle and everybody, when they come by, they put in a couple pieces here and there That's and so great. yeah. So I like her idea for all day games. And I also, I know we've, t- I think we talked about this in the, um, like when your spouse is really like busy episode, um, about games you can play while doing other stuff like headbands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which we've started do we totally stole your idea for that. Yeah, because you started just, doing it during dinner. <laughs> you just put your headband on and you can just do other yeah. things. And I was thinking you could probably use that headband to do like um like war, you know, and you could still be doing other stuff. War's a pretty ah. quick game though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's such maybe a that wouldn't game. work. But maybe you could put like a flash card in there or I don't know, just something to like mix it up a little bit. Oh you totally could. <laughs> You've got my wheels turning over. Yeah, here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not a fully thought out thing, but you can maybe use those headbands for other things. Um, but that was a game that we got for Thanksgiving, which is something that we try to do every year. We try to get like a couple new games for Thanksgiving. Um, and we've gotten some good ones that way. We got set that way, which is kind of great game. Yeah, like a blink type of game. Um, little hard to get at first, but then once you get it, you get it and you're good. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've gotten 
Um, I don't We've know. We played apples to apples on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you know, I, I think we got last year. Did we get exploding kittens? <laughs> oh, do you know that they just came out with an extension pack imploding kittens? Oh no, Brand seriously! New. Oh wow! Oh, that's so funny. I love that game. I really, really like so that goofy. game. Yeah. Um, and I find, you know, as my kids get a little bit older, like that just really appeals to them. The little bit of like. <laughs> Yeah, if you know the graphics in a game, there's some really, really creative, like Sushi Go. Um, we have a game called Science Ninjas, Valence, and it's it's teaching kids upper level chemistry concepts. But you, the only thing you need to be able to do in order to play is to be able to add to zero and match colors. But you're really creating molecules. So depending on your understanding of you know chemical reactions and stuff, but it has the graphics on it are incredible. Oh wow! Yeah, and like anime style. So is that that's one that you probably included in your science games post that you just put up at my little yes. poppies, right? What are yes. some other science ones that are in there? I'm trying to remember. Um, so we list. love Wildcraft, which I know you play also. That's a really good game and it's, it's new to us and we've been enjoying it. That's another cooperative game. My kids love it. And I love that it's, that it incorporates the story too. So you're getting science and nature and literacy. Um, I also really like hit the habitat trail. It's a little long, so you have to, but, but it's not difficult to play. It's just that it takes a while. It's got this big spiral board, but you learn a lot about different habitats and ecosystems and, and, you know, caring for the environment. Um, oh, there's a goofy game called totally gross and it's (laughs) (laughs) where really you're like playing pieces of slime and it's coming from your, your person's nose and you're trying to get it (laughs) like the center of the board. So it's got the gross factor with the like icky boogers, but, um, it's got really random, goofy, interesting scientific facts. And I don't, I, I learn something every single time we play and my kids love the boogers. (laughs) Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys, um, um, did you put card line animals in the science one? I did. Thank you for that that one. You suggested it to me. Yeah. And we've played that with everyone played it with grandparents. We've brought it on vacation. Like that's one that you can pack in your purse. It's small enough and yeah. everyone loves And it's pretty open and go. Um, the only thing is you have to decide you can do size of animals, lifespan or weight, I think. Um, but yeah, you can just, you can play it different ways. So it's really fun. And that's like part of the, it's by the same company as the timeline ones, yes. which I absolutely love. We have a couple of the timeline ones. I think we have inventions and then one of the other ones. Um, and that just reminded me cause you know, talking about little card games and tins, the Mrs. No, professor Noggins. We love those. Yeah. So we love have professor Noggin birds and presidents and, and those are other really good, like just dinner games where you can mm-hmm. play. We have historic women we have the president's one too. We have another. Oh, human body. That's oh, a good okay. One. Yeah, yeah. So those we also are... love the brain quest. Um, those chunky. Have you seen those cards that are on the? Um... Are, is it like the cards where? Yeah. They're all attached. They're just called brain quest. Yeah, we they're do just those brain. in the car a lot, and I think they're broken up by like subject too, aren't they? I think they're by subject and also grade level. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
we, we've had a few of those and it's, <laughs> it's great. Except when you get like, as a parent completely stumped by like a fifth grade question <laughs> and you're like, that's fourth grade. It's like pass. What? <laughs> I yeah. like them though. Cause they're so sturdy that there's something you could keep in the car. You could bring to a restaurant or a pediatrician waiting room and pull them out and they're fun. Um, they're educational, but the kids don't feel like they are. So it's one of those good back pocket things to, you know, if nobody's learning and nobody wants to cooperate, you can kind of pull that out and sneak in a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, um, we really like those. And so I was going to ask like specifically about those like portable games, you know, there's a few that we really like, like set and, um, anything in like a little tin is so nice and, um, Yahtzee. And then, oh, what is that other dice game? Farkle? Have you guys played Farkle at all? Um, I'm literally like pulling out our little basket here of different things. Um, and so those are like nice because they're just so portable and you can play them anywhere. So what are ones that you guys take with you? And do you play games like at coffee yes. shops or do you go? I play games everywhere. People make fun of us. <laughs> On Tuesdays, we have soccer, my big kids, and my little guy and I will play a board game on the sidelines. We do that on the weekends. Like I always have a game in my car or a game in my bag. Um, so we kind of rotate based on what the kids are interested in, but we really love Bananagrams, like you said. Um, we love Rory's Story Cubes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those? yeah. Those are those are easy to bring to a restaurant. You know, they wipe clean. <laughs> they, <laughs> you don't have to worry. I, I still have really messy eaters. We like any of the card games. So some of our favorites right now are Rat-A-Tat Cat, which I always say Rat-A-Tat Tat, and it drives my kids crazy. But um, there's a goofy game. I don't know that it has any educational value, but my kids are obsessed with it. It's called There's a Moose in the House, (laughs) and it's just this simple, goofy card game where you get to put these hilarious pictures of a moose in people's houses, their imaginary (laughs) houses in front of you, and it's just funny. Um, And you get to shout, there's a moose in your house, and the kids, like, belly laugh. Um, So we always have that one. We love Sleeping Queens. We love Rory's Story Cubes and Bananagrams and also Samoku. I don't know if you have that, but that's like a math version of Bananagrams. Oh, okay. No, we don't have that. It comes in a sack. Not as exciting because it's not a banana, but it does come in a sack. (laughs) And the banana really is where it's at. It is. It is. (laughs) Um, So that one, is that one listed in your math posts, math games posts? It should be. Okay. What else is so. in there? I don't have it in front of me, but I was trying to think. Oh, okay. My favorite math game is actually a game that I got off Kickstarter. I've gotten two Kickstarter games. I try. I, I should not buy any games because we have too many games, but the concept of it was so great that I had to go in on it. And it's called Prime Climb, and it's a beautiful board um, that goes in a circular spiraling pattern. And it's the numbers from 1 to 101. And it teaches kids prime numbers, but not in an overt sort of way. And it also, it's something you really need to see. It's tough to describe in words, but the the board is just stunning. And if you're a visual learner and math is trickier for you, it, it shows you in colors how numbers combine to create other numbers. And so you can use addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. There's an element of strategy. It's got that sorry spinoff to where you can bump someone back. If you get all the way up there to the center, you can bump someone back to go. I just love it. Um, 
I can't say enough good things about that game. My kids have learned so much math playing it and they don't realize it. So I really like that one. We love countdown, which we mentioned, which is like shut the box. We love right now. My little guy is into addition and subtraction. So we play a lot of some swamp and, um, sums in space. And then a really, really good game. If your kids are interested in money or learning coin value is money bags. And that teaches kids the different values of the coins to identify the coins and also how to make change. Because at various points throughout the game, you have to combine your coins into different, you know, to change your coins, basically, so that you get the different values look different when you hold them in your hand. That this is a dollar, but this is a dollar, and this is also a dollar. And it's really amazing to see how quickly they learn money just playing that a few times. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Yeah. When my son went through a monopoly phase where he was just, I could not believe how quickly that understanding came, you know, with, with the money and making change and all that stuff. And, um, yeah. And we'll make sure we link to all your posts on games in the show notes so that people can find them and, and find all these games. But, um, I know you have sort of like a stack by you right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to forget the names. (laughs) I know, but I want to just kind of like turn you loose because like you are such a, like you have so many cool ideas. So I, I want to make sure that we hit on all of these because there's just, there's so many and it's it's like, it's hard to talk about games we were saying because you think of a game and then you think of another game and then you yes. think of another game. So it's really hard you remember to remember that sort of, one. And then yeah. you remember one from when you were little. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I have some, what, what subject? One, one of the subjects that my, uh, my younger two are really interested in right now is learning to tell time. And Ibu makes a really cool game called the telling time game. And you're given your game board is a clock and you pull out cards and you can divide the cards so that, um, it's leveled basically. So they're color coded cards. You can play with all of the different times, or you can just start off with learning the top of the hour and then you can learn 30 past. So it's, it's very incremental and makes learning telling time easy. They like that game. Um, a really goofy game. If you like apples to apples is called Pickwits, and it's, a visual apples to apples. It's not associated with apples to apples at all, but it's pictures and you get to choose the captions and they're hilarious. It's so funny. And then a friend just gave me apples to apples freestyle. And unfortunately my kids aren't right. Aren't all writing well enough for us to be able to play it as a family, but it comes with a dry erase marker and you get to write your own answers. Oh, fun. So that really, really fun game for families with kids a little bit older than mine. And I'm anxious to try it myself because I think we would love it. Well, and if you did have a child who was kind of wanting to practice handwriting or you wanted to work on that a little bit with them, that would be a really fun way to do it too. It would. That's the thing I love about games is that you can take any subject where for us, it's often math where people are just, they just can't get going or they're fighting me on it and it becomes a struggle. And then say to yourself, I'm stopping like this week, we're just not doing the workbook. We're not doing, you know, Khan Academy or whatever it is you're doing. We're just doing games and don't even tell them that and set them loose playing certain games that you pick out and yeah. they don't know. It's, it, um, and yeah, it seems like we're just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so much learning happens that way. I feel like more than even the other way. 
Yeah, definitely. So what about one-player games? I love one-player games. It's actually how um, in our house we have a quiet time every day, which I know we've talked about before, but we'll go through phases where one child or another child doesn't want to stay in his or her room. (laughs) And so that's when one-player games come in really handy. And I have a bunch that I love, but my favorite company for one-player games is ThinkFun, and they have a a whole line of logic and reasoning games that are fantastic. My favorite is Rush Hour. Have you pl- have you guys played that? I we played it in a waiting room one time, and now I'm thinking, why didn't I end up buying that game? Because that was a really fun game. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> fun cars, game, right? And, and trying to yeah, yeah. You have a little board that's a grid, and you arrange. You pull a car, a challenge card, and you arrange your colored cars in a certain order, and then your goal is to get your car out of the traffic by rearranging. So it reminds you of those little games you used to get in like party bags in the eighties where you had to move the little chips in the square. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's fantastic. It's leveled. So it starts off with beginner. So little kids can play it, but it's also goes up to expert and they have extension packs and they actually, I believe it was last year came out with a two player version with a shifting grid. So it adds an element of, um, challenge and strategy. If you're trying to get your car out before your opponents, they also have, um, think they have laser maze, gravity maze and circuit maze, and they're fantastic. And it's a similar concept where you have a gridded board, but you're working on different skills and there's challenge cards. So all of their one player games sort of follow the same pattern where if you're familiar with them, it's something that you can pull out and go. So if your kids know how to play rush hour, they're automatically going to quickly get laser maze, but they're learning something else. So I really like those. You want to know what's funny is that we didn't play games. (laughs) Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we, we played games once a year. We played games on New Year's Eve. That was it. (laughs) We played, I would play with my aunt and my mom and my cousins on Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving dinner, we'd play Scrabble every year, which is my favorite from when we were little. But my brothers and my father have the Irish temper and cannot play a game (laughs) without it turning into like World War III. And actually it's funny because my, so when I, when we were little, my brothers and I were playing Monopoly and one brother who I won't, I won't rat him out, ripped the game board in half physically, like in the middle of it, threw a fit and ripped it in half. And when we told my mom, she was dying laughing because when they were, I believe it was when they were on their honeymoon, my father and my mother years ago, or they were somewhere and it was raining. So they went out and they bought Monopoly and they played it. And my dad ripped Monopoly's game board. (laughs) So it's genetic. So in my family, you either love games or you cannot play them. So I think that's sort of like I'm reliving my childhood because all the games that we were given when we were, people ask how I got so many games. We had a lot of games growing up that we just didn't play. So I have like my old battleship that's this decrepit box and it's yellowed. You know, I have a lot of games from when we were little that I just, we didn't play. So I'm now playing with my kids and I was determined to have these kids that would play games because I just, I'm a dork and I just like to play games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we didn't play very hard at it. Yeah. We didn't play a lot of games in my family when I was growing up. Um, we would play life and now my daughter's really into life. So we play life a lot. Um, which is really funny because 
as it's a hilarious now you look at it and you're like oh if it was only that easy <laughs> <laughs> if it was only that easy like you just have six kids boom you know yeah <laughs> um the, the conversations you have playing life with little kids are hilarious yeah it's so fun yeah it is it, it really is and um and so we, we do enjoy, we like playing that one. And then there was another game from when I was growing up. Um, that I don't know if a lot of people have heard of it. It's called Millborns or something like that. It's French. We that. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I remember the race it, Yeah. From when I was young. And then when I met my husband, we played a lot of games and we would like have friends over to play games and we pulled that one out. Um, and so that one's really fun. And then there's a game called Pit, which um, oh, is like about the stock market. And that one's really fun. And I think that one was from like around that same era of games. Um, and then, of course, Clue. But Clue. I have two, two things about Clue. First, um, I play Clue wrong because <laughs> my son and I used to go to this coffee shop and they would have games. Um, and we would go there for his one on, like he would want a one-on-one date. And so we would go to the coffee shop and get a treat and play games. And there they have the games, but they don't have the directions. So <laughs> we started playing clue and I, we were playing it wrong. And so the entire thing lasts like five minutes and it's just all messed up, but it's more of like a process of elimination <laughs> thing. And now I can't think of how to play clue the right way. But my husband and I used to have, um, when we first met video clue, and it was like a VCR tape. No way. In, and it was so great. And I wish, I, I wonder if they still have, maybe they have like a DVD version or whatever, but you would like see the little crime scene unfold and then you had to figure out who did it. Oh my gosh. My friend just fun. went to a clue dinner at this gigantic, like, I, I don't know if it's an inn and you dress the part and you acted it out. Oh, how fun. I've said all Isn't I want amazing? for my 40th birthday is to solve a murder on a train. That's all I want. Here you go. You got it on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's out there in the world. Yeah, so if anybody out there can make that happen, I think my poor husband is sweating a little bit right now. <laughs> He's like, how about diamonds? I'm like, how about a murder on a train? <laughs> poor guy. Okay, so um, creativity games. You said that you have a lot of creativity games that you guys play, right? We love, um, well, of course, Pictionary. And then there's another game similar to that called Cartoon It, where you study uh, cartoon figures for a, a predetermined amount of time that I can't remember. And then you have to try to recreate it, um, which is funny because it's almost like when you used to play telephone as a kid, except oh, yeah. with your visual memory. So what you end up drawing is nothing like the picture that you originally saw. So it's, it's funny. There's a game for music lovers called Compose Yourself, which my oldest really likes, where you can make your own musical scores and then have them play on the computer. Really? Which is, yeah. Oh, my son. It's a really, really that. fun game. That's by Think Fun, too. And then this summer we discovered, have you heard of the book Unboard Games? Yes. Yeah. I love that book. So they have two spinoff um, by Mindware, two spinoff games. They're actually more of kits, but one is called Treasure Hunt and one's called Disguises. And it's a perfect sort of back pocket thing to have for a sick day or, you know, 
you know, a power outage or something like that, where you can just pull it out and it will give you three or four hours of your kids getting along (laughs) mostly and having fun and being creative. We've really enjoyed both of those. And then there's a game called Maker Studio and there are several of them also by Think Fun, where if you have a kid who likes to invent or create things, they can raid your, it's basically STEM challenges and they provide some tools for you in the box, but you need to raid your recycling bin and create, you know, we have one called winches. So you're creating your own winches and learning about STEM and physics using trash, which my kids love. Oh, fun. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to have, <laughs> my kids used to raid the recycling bin for art projects. And yes. um, so I like that idea because that gives it a little more direction. (laughs) It would just be, can I use this tube? Sure. (laughs) Toilet paper is all over the house. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so do you have a favorite game at the moment? It changes all the time, but for a while now, my favorite game has been Ticket to Ride. I think it's such a fun family game. All of my kids love it. I like the strategy. I like how, It's a game that you can play pretty much out of the box and is consistently enjoyable. And your kids are getting some geography as they learn. We just actually got the European version um, at Goodwill of all places, which is one of the places. This is one of the places where I go to look for games. If you a little tip for people who want to keep within a budget, if you look on Amazon or the game manufacturer's website and see what pieces you're supposed to have at thrift stores the boxes are open so you can check to see if it has all the pieces if it's not like some inordinately crazy number of pieces you can actually check and make sure you know that it's worth your two bucks you can get games for two bucks that are you know a 40 dollar game oh perfect didn't you say you found one of the timeline ones at goodwill or at goodwill yeah Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Goodwill, yard sales, thrift stores. Yeah. eBay even. I got a game that we played when we were younger. You were talking about this. That's no longer made anymore. And I had this moment of, oh my gosh, I remember this game and it was so funny. And we had so many family moments with my cousins playing it. It's called, what are you thinking? And it's no longer made. I don't understand why, but the idea is, I feel like in a lot of games, you're trying to think of a answer that's different from all the opponents but in this game you want to think like the norm so if if you have a family of divergent thinkers they can't do this so it's hysterical if you you know then you go around and you read your answers and someone says something off the wall and they're like what (laughs) that's you know it's it's so funny to play if you have creative thinking people playing with you because they just do not think like anyone else. Um, so it's really funny, but it's not made anymore, but I found that on eBay. Oh, fun. Very fun. Okay. So I want to ask something because like, I'm wondering if there's parents out there who are listening to this that are like, but when my kids pull out X game, I hate it. Like, are there games that you just don't like? I hate Monopoly. (laughs) See, I, and that's a classic, but I feel like I, I feel like if you 
have a bad experience with a game. I also don't like Battleship. I'm going to be honest. I see a lot of value in Battleship. I have my own Battleship from when I was little. Like I said, my brothers didn't really play a lot of games. That was one I could convince them to play. So I think because I got, I played that so many times over the years, it was boring to me, but my boys love it. So now they can finally play together and I can say, yay, I don't have to play that. But I can't stand Monopoly. And, and we cannot play Monopoly. And I don't know if it's me because we, I didn't have good early experiences with it, but my kids fight and it's not that they don't fight in other games. Cause I don't want people to think that we have this magical game playing, like, you know, everyone's getting along and cooperating cause we have the squabbles and, you know, he's cheating and that whole thing. But something about monopoly brings out the worst in my children and we just can't play it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, there's a game Munchkin. Do you know that game? It is very really hard to like yeah. play in our family because the rules are sort of unclear and sort of the rules are whatever everyone decides the rules are. So it's kind yeah. of like, you know, like in Kelvin and Hobbes, Kelvin ball, where like the rules keep changing. <laughs> so we've never been able to play it without the rules changing. So it's, it's just a frustrating experience. And then the other thing I feel really bad about Settlers of Kid or Catan we got that I haven't played that I have heard I heard so many really good things about it and I I just don't get it I just (laughs) don't get it like you're gonna have to ask Will Wheaton yeah it's an okay game I mean I don't I don't hate it but I just I can't get excited about it and but the thing is nobody else in my family is super excited about it either so if anybody wants it, it'll be out in the yard sale for two bucks, you know, in the spring. Um, so <laughs> that's how you find the good one. Yeah. Well, because another thing I wanted to ask you about is like how you keep your games accessible. Um, because what happens too, and I remember this, like growing up, we had like the game cabinet and it was this cabinet in the basement that I think went back like six feet into the wall or something, you know, cause it was like, we had all these games and they just kind of all got shoved in there. Yes. And then we have our games. We have, I try to keep a couple out at any given time and I find that rotating them is really good because somebody will go, oh, that's right. I forgot about that game and we'll pull it out and we'll start to play it and it's new and exciting again, but our other games are kind of in a cabinet downstairs and they're not super accessible. So what do you guys do to keep them in rotation and, and easy to pull out when you either when you want them or when somebody is just like, I'm bored, you know, and you want yes. them to sort of discover them. So the, <laughs> I'm lucky because our downstairs bathroom is when we bought the house was set up for a washer and dryer, but the builder built it such that, so it's a wide closet, but it's shallow. There's no washer or dryer in the world that would fit in it. (laughs) And, (laughs) and it's just an odd, like, it's just an odd closet. So it solves that problem. Everything has to be toward the front and it's because it's wide. It's really, you'd have to see it. It's like the most ridiculous closet you've ever seen. It just fits games. So I can fit them in there. But I'm going to be honest, part of the way that I've been the most organized is having the blog and writing about them by topic so that I know what I have because I will actually go on and be like, oh, you know, so-and-so is having trouble with multiplication. What should we play? And then I'll remember like, oh, I got to find that one. But I do, I keep games out and I do rotate them just like I do with books. I keep a couple in my car and I'll change those out. And also my parents have a, a little condo up on the mountains and I take some up there 
and then bring those home. So then it's almost like you're getting new ones, like a real rotation. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think it's knowing what you have and also not being afraid to let go of stuff that you've outgrown. So what other ones haven't we mentioned that are on your list? Because I know you have like just a ton and it's so hard. It's yeah, it's hard talking about games because you just go all over the road. Yeah. Um, Something that I that's you know, a blast from the past that I've rediscovered with my kids is mastermind. Do you have that? Okay. No, I remember that though, but we don't have it. So you set up a code using different colored pegs and your opponent can't see it. And then they need to make guesses and you know, they, based on what they previously, you tell them what they get right each time. So then they have to change their answer and then you switch turns and you, and whoever, completes the code, breaks the code in the least amount of turns is the winner. And it's a really good logic game. That's yeah. fun. Oh, and fun. Yeah. yeah, my kids love that one. And there's a bunch of yoga games since we're doing our 31 day get fit challenge. Yeah. Um, there's yoga memory that you can play with little kids. It's your classic memory game, but you, with the images are yoga poses. And in order to keep your match, you need to hold that pose for 30 seconds which oh, is a really fun. fun game to play with little kids. And yeah. my husband just played it. We were away last week up north, and my daughter asked him to play, and he had no idea what he was getting into, and it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> First oh, thing in the funny. morning, and I was drinking my coffee, dying, laughing. It was so funny. Um, I've forgotten about like, those memory games. And, yeah. um, we had a Curious George one when my kids were little, and it was so sweet. And that was another thing where it was like you could play it any time, you know, just That's open the one it up where you and do shook it. the little things. I, had the, I think it was just the little tiles and you just matched like you matched like two yellow hats or like two red balloons or whatever. It was just really a sweet. We game. had a curious George. It was something a day at the beach maybe. And it was an I spy finding game where the center of the board had um, little plastic specks made to look like sand, but there was other things hidden in it. Oh, and fun. Had, yeah, really. It was fun. That was a game that I had a hard time letting go of. We gave it to my niece so yeah. that we could get in the family, but we had long since outgrown it. But it was one of those games that got my kids interested in gaming, you know, when they first start playing and you're thinking, yay, like we can actually yeah. we're at the- <laughs> play a game. We can sort of take turns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, uh, it, it's good to start them out with those games where, um, they can kind of learn, you know, some of those just basic gaming concepts or whatever, and then you keep building on it. So, yeah. You got to keep your eye on the prize yeah. for all the frustrated moms that are you know, <laughs> they're fighting, cheating, and making yeah. up their own rules. <laughs> There's that whole phase where you're saying that's actually not how you play. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we um, haven't even gotten into the whole idea of do you let your kids win, you know, which is like, oh. <laughs> 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 because it's it's really tricky when you have little ones and if they are at all competitive and if they get frustrated if they lose you know um so that's where I just I kept pulling out the cooperative games when we were going yeah. through those phases because I wasn't sure and I had family members that would play games with my kids and always let them win and then they'd <laughs> they'd play with me and be like wait a minute <laughs> not how this goes. Hold the phone. It's like, well, it's a lot easier when it's your uncle because he gets to go drive a thousand miles away now and he doesn't have to. 
Right. <laughs> to deal but with there's it. something so. to be said for learning to lose too. I right. So I feel too. like even that, yeah. even if you're playing something goofy, like there's a moose in your house and you're not sure there's any educational value, you're still having conversations. You're learning to take turns. You're learning to win appropriately and you're learning to lose appropriately. Cause I have one kid that will do like the winning dance and we have to talk about how that's not really nice. And nobody's going to want to play with you if you, you know, you're rocking out every time you beat someone or score a point. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with the goofy games, I feel like you're learning. I remember you saying something too, about how, um, you were telling your oldest that if you're patient and you're kind about how you play a game with your sibling, that then you'll always have someone to play with. And I think that that is so important too, because like you said, whether it's winning gracefully or losing gracefully and not, you know, having kind of like a meltdown or, you know, throwing a fit or whatever. Um, that's the way to continue, you know, to keep your siblings wanting to play and to keep everybody wanting to play. So, yeah. And it's really neat if you can get them to teach each other, because that's exactly what happened with chess. I do not know how to play chess, although I'm, my youngest is trying to teach me now, but we have a game called no stress chess that my parents got the kids. It got my oldest when he was younger and it teaches you how to play chess. It has cards. So it shows you the moves on the cards. So you've got a visual, um, it's hard for me to explain because I don't know how to play chess, but it's telling you how to move each of the pieces. And so he started off playing no stress chess and then wanted to play chess. But I, the only one in our family at the time who knew how to play was my husband and he works a ton and I didn't know how to play. And it's very hard. He's my intense kid. So it's very hard to sit down and try to learn something like chess when you've got him jumping at your side. And so I had suggested to, to him that he, you know, if he wants people to play chess with him, he needs to teach people to play and he needs to be patient. And so he took no stress chess. And even though it was frustrating for him to use it at that point, cause he was so far past it, he taught my daughter and my youngest how to play. And now they can all play chess together. And it's oh, one of the perfect. games that they absolutely love. Yeah. Oh, good. I just need to learn it. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> I promise. But do you? Because we had the saying back when I was working in my newspaper days, if you don't know how to milk the cow, you don't have to milk the cow. <laughs> it is. I will say that it's a very intense game in my house, that they they love it. And it's kind of their thing right now. So I'm not, I, I'm not anxious to play it. Although yeah. I would like, they're having fun with it. So and I would like, it's something I've always it's wanted like, to. It's nice that they can just play that one together with games yeah. too. There's certain games where, um, if you guys want to play 150 rounds of that, that's fantastic. But <laughs> mommy's going to go clean the sink. <laughs> it's also so. like war at my house, which is a game that I have nothing against, but they, my kids get so obsessed with war that they will only play war and they won't take any other suggestions. And I just get a little bit tired of yeah. playing war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you, you need to somehow stick the card in the headband. I don't really know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> Maybe you could do it with sight words or spelling words or something. There's a spelling was... word that someone is always. <laughs> to know, get your maybe... kids to learn a spelling word, you, you know just what? wear it on your it forehead. Would, like I'd have to put, put your pants on or like. <laughs> get your shoes on and then I won't have to harp. <laughs> exactly. I'll just exactly. have the cards that I take out periodically. Go brush your teeth and put it on. My- <laughs> <laughs> For 
for one year at that point where you're like, I just can't talk anymore. I just talk a lot as a homeschool mom. So, yeah. My oldest oh my this morning as he's leaving for camp goes, but I just don't like the, or he said I was yelling at him. And I said, actually, I'm not yelling at you. And he said, but I just don't like the voice you're using. <laughs> I've said the same thing 18 times. Yes. Was it your serious mom voice? Because my yes. kids get a little freaked out by Slow, the serious mom voice. Mom speaking slowly, <laughs> like, I need you to put your pants on <laughs> now. <laughs> and you're then so you're unreasonable. <laughs> I know. Seriously. <laughs> you have to wear pants to camp. So any other games that we're missing? Anything else to add? We'll, I could always add more, but I, yeah. I think we're... Okay, and we'll make sure that we have links to all the games and all of your game posts and everything in the show notes that people can find at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And they can also find, or you can hear it right here, that we have our um, coupon code for Play for Life Moms, um, which is a texting service that sends you periodic texts that remind you just to enjoy the simple moments with your kids. And I've been getting texts now for a couple weeks, and I really, I like it. Um, I like getting something in the middle of the day that surprises me that just goes, okay, that's right. Take a minute, look into your kid's eyes, you know, type of thing. So, um, it's a reminder to be mindful. Yes. Yes. It's it's helping a lot. So if you want to get that, you can go to playforlifemoms.com. And if you put in the code sisters in all caps, you'll get your first two months for a dollar. That's great. Yeah. So before we go, is there something that's bringing you some joy right now in your life? There is. So I live in New Hampshire and it is beautiful right now. I feel like I live in a painting and I'm just so happy to see the leaves. I don't know if they're, I love them every year, but I feel like something about this year there, it's more colorful and it's just absolute. I just feel anytime I'm doing some mundane errand and driving, you know, to Walmart or something, and I get to drive through this painting. It's just so pretty. Oh, so, you'll have to yeah. um, post a picture in the show notes so we can I see will. it. I love fall. fall I do too. Happy. And pumpkins yes. and apples. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I was happy because the apples were terrible this year over here. So I was glad that at least the foliage is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we usually go apple picking so many times and they're like crab apples from the drought. And Oh. Yeah. 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 So, but it's beautiful. So what's bringing you joy? Um, do you want to hear a show or a book? You want to hear a book, don't you? I want to hear both. <laughs> Okay, so the book, and this is terrible. Both of the things that are bringing me joy include murder, which... (laughs) Well, you want to see murder on a train. (laughs) Right, exactly. What's wrong with me? Um, So the book is The Woman in Cabin 10. Have you heard about that one? I've heard of this, and I have not read it yet. Okay, I finished it, and I, I stayed up way past my bedtime reading it. It was so good, and it's very, like, girl on a train, um twisty turny you don't know exactly what's happening you can tell that there's lots of stuff going on and until the end you just there's kind of no way you can see it coming so I really really liked that book um and then my other thing that involves murder that's making me happy is the show (laughs) Rosemary (laughs) and Time have you ever heard of it it's on Netflix it's called Rosemary and Time no. And it's these two women who are sort of thrown together um, in the first episode and they become friends. And one of them, the fir- her first name is Rosemary and the other one, her last name is Time. But anyway, they oh. go on all these floral adventures and like solve murders, you know, and it's very murder she wrote. And that like, how many murders could you possibly encounter 
<laughs> in your life, you know? Um, but <laughs> are any of them on trains? Not yet. No, no, <laughs> but it's very sweet. It's very fun. And, um, it, there's pretty flowers and it's British. So they're like, Oh, that's fun. It, it has that nice British feel of like, we'll sip tea and we will figure out who did this. <laughs> but they're also, they're also fun characters. They're, um, they're like, they're sassy and they're strong and, and there's, it's sweet. So yeah. So that's both awesome. of those things are making me happy right now. The book made me happy, but I finished it. So. My book's making me happy too. I'm reading all the light we cannot see. Yeah. It's no, no, so I've... beautiful okay. and so perfectly written that I almost don't want to read it. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. Yeah. Oh. So I'm trying to slowly go through that one, but it's hard when you read all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that's bringing me joy too. And it's hard when you don't want to finish it, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then I always, when I'm reading one that's so good, I'm like, what am I going to read next? Like, how can I follow this up? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's maybe hard. if people have suggestions for other good books. Like oh, that, I would happily take them. They how can, do you follow that one? You know, throw them in the show notes because yeah, there's a sadness that comes when you finish a really good book. So I already know I'm not going to mourn this one. Yeah. So then you, that's when yep. you turn on an episode of Rosemary and Time and you look at the okay. pretty flowers and you drink tea and <laughs> and you Perfect. wait for the next wonderful book to come along. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for joining thank us you. today. You can find this huge list of games um, over at our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com. Um, we love it, love it, love it when you leave us reviews or ratings on iTunes because that, that is the one thing that um, we found that really um, helps other people to find us and mm -hmm. um, it's fun because we like connecting with our sisters we do it's been so great yeah. to build this community it is yeah it's really fun and come over on Facebook too and and say hi that's another place where we yes. like to chat with everyone so um, if you have a question at all you can leave us a question at our site thehomeschoolsisters.com you just click on ask us a question and there's a cute little form you can fill out have a good rest of your day Kate you too thank okay. you Kara we'll talk to you guys soon bye bye Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you got this, sister. Sister.